0: Hey, good morning, Metropolis. It's now five after the hour of six a.m. in the big monster
1: city. Come on, let's get pumped. I'm not drinking
2: any fucking all What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall we begin? After you, Junior.
3: Hey, welcome to Logged It, episode number 53. We're talking about fictional bands, movie bands, artists. Uh, So you can't pick Queen or as uh, Albert was ready to pick Ray Charles from the hit film Ray. Can't do it. It's got to be fictional. Uh, So uh, this is going to be fun. Lots of options. I saw some uh, smack talk. Uh, online about how we wouldn't be able to come up with 10 different options. You know how many movies there are with fictional bands and artists? There's a lot uh, when I was researching for this. So it'll be cool. Uh, Cody, you're here. And I'm very excited uh, to have you on because of reasons that I don't want to say, but we'll talk about later uh, when we get to the list. So uh, how are you doing, sir?
0: Uh, I'm fine. i um... It's kind of weird, like you replaced Boatman with a, like, a more annoying version of Boatman like Payson's here, so that's weird. Um, it's going to be a fun night. Um, Zach is like my mortal enemy in this community, and Albert is, love, a passive ag- is a passive-aggressive um, Kingsman. So, I'm not going to have a lot of fun tonight, I don't think, but I like doing it because I normally can't do it. So, back-to-back weeks. It's fun time. Uh,
3: catch Me If You Can, damn classic, So you should get back to that as soon as you're done watching this. Uh, you pause, Catch Me If You Can? Wow, that's impressive. We appreciate it. We appreciate the view. Uh, Payson, uh, you are back. How are you doing tonight? Uh,
2: uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I feel like it's been a while since we've both been on together, and I'm excited to just talk movies with you. I do have to correct Star in the chat. Uh, that thing you came out in 1996, not 1997, so get your facts
0: straight star drew oh man oh man uh it's okay he Star-Drew. doesn't know when a studio released a movie shame on him it's
3: okay star drew
0: uh let's go to zach zach welcome back
3: uh last time we had you on we had you on for movie pets and you picked yeah. Bird bud i don't yeah. know why i let you back on the show But uh, I did, and you look like you're sporting a glass of Chardonnay, maybe.
1: Uh, Definitely a white one instead of my normal beer. I'm going real like sad suburban mom tonight. I'm going drunk fat (laughs) man. I got water. Um, If Air Bud had formed a band, he would be my pick. That should be a spinoff. I don't know why that hasn't happened.
3: They've got to play instruments in one of those Air Buddies movies. Like it's gotta have happened. Air, Air buddy air
1: air guitar buds they a, go, air, yeah, air yeah. Guitar air Bud something
3: uh albert what do you have in that mug yeah i'm I'm. I'm, I'm um,
4: same same like pace and i just have water uh yeah, I'm, I'm i'm excited to be here it's been a while uh a fan of the show so i'm glad to be back on the panel awesome
3: all right well we're gonna start the show off the way that we do every week which is uh we're just gonna talk about you know some movies Uh, our favorite movies that we logged this week. And Cody is going to kick us off. Cody, what is your favorite movie that you logged this week?
0: Uh, I haven't really watched a ton of movies this past few weeks. I've watched some TV, so I'm going to dip back a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with a new release this year. I know. I think Zach Ford has, um, he did not enjoy this movie, I think, but I'm going to go with 2022 scream.
1: I like the movie. <laughs> I like the movie.
0: Um, uh, yeah, so I'm a huge Scream fan. Um, I like four of the five. Um, I mean, that third one doesn't exist by any stretch of the imagination. So it, it doesn't even make sense in the whole context of the, the world they create because it's so weird. But this one, I didn't – I this one had everything going against it. It was released in January. It's a new horror movie in January. It's Scream. I thought this was going to be a total dud. And they were able to keep it going. They were able to keep it going. They were able to uh, bring uh, characters back, um, add new twists and turns to it. Um, The same exciting thing. I think they still, how they're able to do the same kind of opening in every movie of Scream, but still make it so effective. It just works um only downside was like the ending the killers and stuff like that um i was a little down on them they were poor matthew willard rip-offs um and i'll say that to the rest of the time like should have just brought matthew willard back it would have been perfect for me um but yeah i had so much fun with this movie i think this movie was absolutely uh i don't know where they keep going i don't know where it goes i don't i I say don't make any more but I keep enjoying them, so I'm okay if they make another one. But um, yeah, yeah, I
3: enjoyed this a lot in the theater. Um, I liked it less when I rewatched it at home, but I still enjoyed it. I thought (laughs) I think it's a good movie. I like the kills in it. I really like the um, hospital scene, um, which the movie's still fairly. I mean, it's eight months old now, so I don't want to spoil anything. But there's a there's a scene uh, with uh a kill in a hospital that i really really like i thought it was super effective and just like the moodiness of the scene and the lighting and everything i thought worked really well for this one um it's a it, it, it it's a little too meta this time around to the point where it almost hurts it but i like what it's making fun of like it's basically telling all of the fanboys who like Got all pissed off about the last Jedi to suck a dick and I kinda of fucking love that. Um, so like I I like the movie a lot. I think I gave it a four out of five and I and I would say Can
0: to that. Scream be too meta? Hmm. That's a question.
3: I'm just curious. Find out this Thursday. Uh so yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. Uh I wanna see more. Um because I do like the series and I like the uh the new people that they brought in, the new uh, uh, what's her face, who's been in like four horror movies this year. General.
4: General. General. Gen- 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 Gen-
3: yeah, big fan of her. I really like her in this and in X, so I, I I'm excited to see her come back in the in the Heights girl. Everybody complained about her. I thought she was good. I liked her in this. Uh, so yeah, and I um I had never seen the boys when I saw this, but now I've watched the boys and I really like. Uh, is it Randy Quaid? Is that his name? Uh, Jack, Quaid. Jack Quaid.
0: Randy's the crazy Randy, one. <laughs> Randy Quaid's a very different person. Yeah, right. Randy Quaid is a very different Christmas person. vacation.
1: <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan, so I want to see more. But I hope, like Cody, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I'm gonna watch it. So, uh, Payson, did you like
2: this one? I really liked this one. Uh, like Cody. Uh, I also got scared when I saw this was a January horror movie. I was like, "Well, we'll see what happens." And I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think bringing in the Ready or Not guys was a really um, breath of fresh air and a way to continue this franchise. Um, I forget the name of the character, but is, is is Mindy the girl who's like really obsessed with movies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's my favorite character. Um, but yeah, um, I really love. Um, She's yeah, the I, new um, Randy, right? Yeah, especially the cool. new Randy, Randy was the best character back in the day. Um, you know, I think... Uh, nope, Uh I think what uh, this movie does have to say with, like, the meta elements about, like, modern fan fandom is really good. Um, no spoilers. Uh, the opening kill, uh, a character does something that uh, all I will say is uh, she had it coming, and uh, many people in this community know exactly what I'm talking about, so... Yeah, very
0: very good movie. I have no. It's idea. A, if you look at Bowman's review, it's a terrible terrible joke about this online community about cheating during movie trivia.
3: Oh, oh <laughs>
1: get over it! <laughs> uh, Zach, I would have googled too. Zach, what do you think? Li- the life is online. You cheat at all these sources you have. Should know who
0: okay. stab you, moron. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: um, I. I I like the movie. I don't know where Cody got the idea that I hate it um, or that I hate it. I, I enjoy the movie quite a bit. Um, you know, at this point, being the fifth one, you kind of know what you're getting. The, you know, madness is to be expected, but it's becoming like extremely on the nose, which can be a little like, yeah, I get it. Um, but it's still enjoyable, um, and it's still like. It's- Able to function as a horror movie to where I felt like really uncomfortable after watching. I was like convinced my wife was standing in the stairs with a knife after I finished Scream. Um, There's no knife in hand, but she was standing awfully creepily on the stairs. Um, but it's enjoyable, and I, I, I do like to cast Jenna Ortega, gave one of my fit forms of the year in the Fallout. Um, I'm a little sad she's kind of getting stuck in horror because I think she's more flexible than that. And people are now, just, I mean, if she wants to be a Scream, great for her. Um, but if she wants to do other things, I hope she gets a chance to really show everything she can do. Albert, did you see this?
4: Yeah, I saw it. I didn't saw it in the theater. I saw it uh, at home. Um, but I, I like it a lot. Uh, it's it's probably like my third favorite of the Scream films after the original and the fourth. But I, I still like it. I like the meta elements and everything, like everyone has said. Uh, I like Jack Quaid in this film as well. And I am, I am genuinely curious where they go with this. I don't know how much more meta they can go because I feel like they have to take a new twist to it. And I'm also curious on what they're gonna do with the title of the sequel because they sort of they cannot go Scream Six because after Scream Three and then go to Scream after Scream Four go to Scream is gonna the Scream Six is gonna be like oh
3: I want it to be Scream Six so bad because <laughs> the title in and of itself is making fun of movies today like Candyman Halloween like it, it's it's
4: but those are, those are reboots sort of right but they're sequel yeah no legacy sequels Halloween's yeah, right. a
3: sequel like I yeah. I, I love that the title of this film is a fucking joke. Like yeah. I love that about it. So sure. I want the next one to just be Scream 6 and they don't acknowledge it whatsoever. Uh, I will
2: say uh, – can yeah. I uh, – yeah. there, so there was a big story that like, oh, Neve Campbell isn't coming back for the next one because they're not paying her enough money. That was so publicized I could totally see them pulling the rug on us. I could see her character being – the did they, they confirm that she is getting back the and they are paying her. Oh, fair. Okay. I, I did not hear the confirmation, but yeah. I
3: could be wrong about that. But I'm pretty positive and that gosh. I heard that they are paying her now and she is okay. Paying. Good.
1: Well, never mind. I don't think they would do that as a trick, anyways, because that's too much negative press. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's
3: fair. But I will say, according to you know, Spence and, and Jake are saying that it's going to New York. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. So I'd be interested to see what one of these movies looks like in, like, a big city. I think that could be interesting. Um, Okay. So, Payson, let's move on to you. What's your uh, favorite movie along this way?
2: Yeah. uh, You brought up Ray earlier, Tim. And uh, speaking of another 2004 uh, Jamie Foxx film. Nice. uh, For the first time, I watched Collateral. Uh, Collateral's awesome. Like, I love this movie. Um, I think Michael Mann directs the shit out of it um i there are a few directors that know how to film like a big city like michael mann and i think like just los angeles just feels so alive in this movie and i love how just like we 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 talked about after hours like a few months ago uh, one month ago at this point i love how this movie kind of feels like that just without the comedy like it's just one crazy night this guy's having the worst night of his life um and just he just has to do it or else he dies um, I love the uh, both performances from Fox and Tom Cruise. It's got to be one of Tom Cruise's best performances I think I've seen. Um, I wish he played more villains after seeing this movie. Um, you no, know, I just just a great like crime thriller. I think it really escalates to a great climax with um, uh, Jamie Fox trying to protect Jada Pinkett Smith's character. Um, and yeah, I love the music. I think Michael Mann uses the music really, really well in all of his movies. Um, I want to say I I have three more movies before I finish off his filmography because I'm doing the watch through. And I say this is probably my second favorite behind Heat. But yeah, no, I really, really like Collateral.
3: Yeah, I also just watched this like last week. I I rewatched it um, because I bought it on 4K. So I I gave it the rewatch. And yeah, this is probably my third favorite man film. Uh, heat's probably number one. Then, uh, as Cameron pointed out, Manhunter. I I love Manhunter. I it, yeah, I think it's so good. So uh, I I this would probably be number three though. I I love Tom Cruise. Uh, in this movie, Vincent. Right, that's his character's name. Vincent is character's name. It is it's just it, he's so good and he's he's so uh fun in the movie. But Jamie Fox is also great. Um, I love that he kind of got you know recognized for both of these performances that year at the oscars that's really cool um yeah i just michael mann does shoot la just like the 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 best (laughs) Uh, it, it really is like when you look at like the way he shoots la it's very reminiscent of like the way that like scorsese feels about new york in the sense that like they don't shoot them the same way but like you get that passion from just the way that they film the film the movies so uh i haven't seen all of his films but i would be hard pressed to say that based on the ones that i haven't seen that this would be surpassed by anything else that i haven't seen so uh yeah i really like this one it's it's a lot of fun uh cody what do you think about collateral
0: yeah yeah i like collateral a lot i don't think it's ever like climbed to like a higher point for me a movie like I love the performances, but I don't just overall love the movie as much as like I love the, like Heat, of course. Um, I would put probably this above Manhunter. If I uh, if I if I'm honest, I think Manhunter was. Again, it's hard because Silence of the Lambs is in my top five. So I, guess I, I like Me and Hunter, but I honestly like Red Dragon, too. And I know that's a sacrilegious, but I enjoy oh, it a little more. Um, I just enjoy Hopkins, I guess, more than Brian Cox. But uh, this movie, it just it shows Tom Cruise can be that kind of. Like, I think we've had discussions in this community for a while that Tom Cruise is like the last. I guess The Rock is now at that point, but Tom Cruise is like the last big action like, movie star that like sold a movie, like he's the, he's the face of the movie and like brings the, like, so like him, when he does like these roles, like I wish he did more of them. And so like the, like the blockbuster stuff he does, because when he actually like plays a villain, I think he can play a great villain, in, like any kind of, uh, you know, movie. So I think this is like a perfect example of that. But yeah, Claudio great. Jamie Foxx and him are both like outstanding. In this movie. Uh, Zach, you're muted.
1: Uh, hi. Um, I saw when it came out, and I remember nothing except Tom Cruise dyed his hair.
3: True. It's crazy uh. Uh,
4: I've never seen a single Michael Mann film, so that's a big hole in my movie uh, watching, so I'll have to fix that.
3: All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, um, I will go next. Um, I'm between a couple here. Um, I honestly was thinking about going with collateral. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It it opens up my horizons a little bit. There's like
1: a. Why are you all watching collateral?
3: Yeah, I don't know why. There's a generic pick I could take, but then there's also like they all hopped on call, watched together. That is not true. I'm I'm never invited to those things. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go. You don't want to be invited. With. uh, God, it's going to. I'm going to. Well, the only person that's maybe going to give me shit is Cody. So whatever. Uh, I'm typing it. So I'm going to go with um, a film from a director that. I really like a lot of his films. Uh, I I don't. I think Cody does like a lot of his films, but I know he doesn't like this one. So this is going to be interesting. Uh, I'm going with 1968's 2001 Space Odyssey. Go! Uh, I love this movie. Uh, and I bought the 4K and watched it. I I I put some time in between watches of this. Um, and the last time I watched it was in theaters in IMAX when they re-released it in 2018. And so I purposefully didn't buy the Ray for a while, the 4k for a while. Cause I wanted to, like put some space between it, but I actually watched it last week. I want to say it was Tuesday night after logged it. And uh, it, it's great. <laughs> like, like it's so good. Like, I'm sorry, but it is, like, it is. it's two hours and 29 minutes. And to me, it feels like 30 like, it's seriously, like, people talk about how it's this, like, slow-ass movie that, like, doesn't move at all. And I just think it, it it's – I it went by so quick for me. Like, we hit the intermission, and I'm like, are we really already there? What the fuck? Uh, versus something like Lawrence of Arabia, which I just watched, and, like, it feels like fucking molasses. Uh, but this is great. I, I love every every second of this thing. I think it's just so interesting. Yeah. Um, and obviously beautiful and it holds up to this day, which is just stupid nuts that a movie made in 68 looks this good now. Um, but yeah, no big fan of this. This is it's probably my favorite Kubrick film. Like I don't, yeah, like it's probably my favorite Kubrick film. I'd have to double check that, but I am I, I feel pretty confident saying that. Yeah. Uh, Albert <laughs> what do you
0: think? Uh,
4: so I have not seen this film ashamed to say uh, and I'm sort of waiting to watch it until it's like on a theater format because I'm afraid I know it's slow so I'm afraid like if I watch it at home I'm just gonna be distracted and be on my phone the whole time so, I'm, so I sort of want to like save it if I can find it in a theater so yeah yeah that's fair
1: uh, Zach. Uh I need to watch a Refresher Eyes, which I plan on doing soon. Um, but I watched it um I don't know, probably like 10 years ago for the first time in my young, immature eyes. Um ha- had trouble fully it, but I think I am um a different viewer at this point and able to experience different things. I just remember my main takeaway then was like I feel like this belongs more in an art museum than a movie theater. Um, and it's abstraction. But um I, I think I- I'll have a new opinion as I I see it now. So I'm an old wise man now.
3: Um, all right. Let's go to Payson. What do you think about this
2: one? Yeah. Uh, movie's a masterpiece. Like, you don't need to hear it from me. Like, I think this movie is incredible. Just such a genius use of visual storytelling. Like, there's so little dialogue. Like, the dialogue is only in there, like, when you need it. And just, I am still just completely captivating. Just watching how Kubrick tells the story. I know some people aren't a fan of the first thirty minutes with like the the gorillas and stuff. I love that. Like I could watch like even longer of that if I'm being honest. No, just like the score and how he uses orchestral uh, music is incredible um it's been a minute since i've seen it like zach i was gonna watch it in like four weeks uh, again to uh refresh myself it's not my absolute favorite kubrick movie but uh i still absolutely love this movie
3: yeah i looked at the list and honestly my number two is probably either paths of glory or the shining paths of glory. This, this is this has okay. got to be the first this is i think this is number one cody go ahead
0: um if a movie, if I could pick like top five movies that are completely and utterly overrated and overhyped for every like moviegoer going into it, two thousand one of Space Odyssey would probably be in the top three. Um, and that's no shot in itself, but the fan base around them and what they people talk about it—it's not like. Sure, if you stumble upon this, that's one thing. But like you going in after hype, it just doesn't live up to the hype for me at this kubrick is literally the classics pta for me he's so hit or miss like i love half of his movies and i can't stand half of his other movies. um i think like clockwork orange i think uh um i can't think of those uh, barry linden has been people told me to just not watch that movie. oh you should but no. no. <laughs> how angry i'm gonna be at it but this movie i think is boring i think it's fine I think it's better like i would I, this is a movie you know coho maybe two times speed i can understand a little bit you know visual move to the faster space of space i don't know i just when you say it's his favorite cooper that's just mind this is where tim like tim when he says stuff melts my brain and it's not in a bad way but he loves certain movies that i know everything about tim and then he's like oh you know what movie feels like 30 minutes 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I'm like, I wanted to be beheaded at the, be- like, I wanted this movie to be over, and he's like, flew by, but I give him a movie, he's like, it's was, it was four stars, it's four, stars. it's right up your alley, nope, not 2001, Terrence Malick, it's weird, he's a weird guy, he's a, it like, would make sense why I would like this and love Terrence Malick though, right, like, <laughs> I mean, yes,
1: All these movies are but, then,
0: but, then, but then, but then you're like, ooh, give me my dinos, like, yeah, it, it <laughs> Dude, I literally,
3: sense. I literally gave Lawrence of Arabia the same score I gave Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> like, like,
0: okay, like, okay. Can, can I join your side? Can I join your? No, side? Tim. Tim is just a movie apologist. Tim loves just what he loves, but it just, it, like but I it, like it doesn't make sense. It's not it like it's like getting two things at a buffet that don't go together. But he's like, I love both of them, and he's gonna eat both of them. So. Hats off to Tim. That's why he's my friend. French toast sticks and
3: mashed potatoes on the same plate, baby. Let's go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll go to Zach. Zach, what is your favorite movie along this week?
1: Um, So I'm not going with this. So i don't write this down, but I do have to continue my bit. Um, I'm only not going with it because I think i boring to talk about, but I did watch Two Towers for the first time. Since last time I talked about Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> I watched um, Two Towers. And I love it. Okay. They, they everyone's talked about Lord of the Rings all the time. i only going to talk about this. But I did love it. Okay. Because um, I also, another thing I surprisingly loved, because um, because normally, uh, Michael Bay, not my guy, and Big Action movies not my guy, The Rock fucking rules. Watch The Rock. It's just so much fun. Um, I, I feel like Sean Connery just, like, eating up everything on that, and, and somehow he's, like, the sexiest 60-year-old man ever in screen. It's um, just, like, <laughs> cool, and you, like, believe he threw all this crazy spy shit. It's like James Bond that, you know, never left the gym. Um, and it, it, it he just completely enjoyable and he, they'd sell all of Michael Bay's kind of dumb lines. It kind of makes his, you often corny sense of humor seem like purposely fun or funny. Like I, I laughed, I think with the movie for the first Michael Bay experience in my life, um in and and Nicolas Cage, kind of the perfect person for Michael Bay. He should be in all of his movies because um, he can sell the corniness because he knows exactly what movie he is in and just makes it so much fun. Um, yeah, I mean, there needs to be more movies. At, I almost said Azkaban. Fucking hell. More, more, uh, more movies at Alcatraz. They should, they should make remake we, we this in the Harry Potter world. Have Nicolas Cage break into Alcatraz? I'm fucking sold. Alright, <laughs> I'll ask again. Now I can't even get it right. <laughs> I mean, Albatross right? technically exists in the Harry uh, Potter universe. Oh, that's yeah. J.K. Rowling should have done better with naming that. At least started with an A. <laughs> um, this movie's
3: awesome. Uh, I saw this uh, for the first time when I was quite young, and always have thought fondly of it. I watched it with Maggie uh, during COVID. And we had a really fun time. Uh, it, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's, just, it's a stupid movie, but it's, like, so good. Like, it's so entertaining. And, yeah, Nicholas Cage gets to go full Cage in this, or as Mike would say, Rage Cage. And just, like, it's is just awesome. And, yeah, I, I love what Zach said about sean connery's probably the the sexiest like 60 year old man ever it's like he's so crazy in this and i love it uh it's a great movie i this is one where like if it was on tv i would watch it starting at any point of the movie and just like have a good time watching it and as cody says it's 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 what cody it's always Ed harris Always at here. Uh, Albert. Exactly. Albert uh, what do you uh, have? You seen this? What do you think?
4: I have seen this a while ago. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Bay films, mainly because the mo- the ones that I've seen are the Transformers ones. But this one is one of the better films uh, that Michael Bay has done. Uh, like I echo like every, everything you guys said. Sean Connery is fantastic in this one. Nicolas Cage is a lot of fun, and I recall the ending being very nuts. Uh, so yeah, that's that's all I can say about The Rock, really cody what do you think
0: i mean you're talking about classic cinema here um i just old connery is the best connery i've said that numerous times i think just because he's already like completely just you believe everything he says and i i think when he shows up and he's got that long hair and he just turns around you're like this is the most ridiculous movie (laughs) possible but it's great um, it's got one of my favorite movie quotes of all time in it, uh, um, and uh, with the prom queen, and I just think just this movie just is the per- it's one of the perfect movies. It falls in line with like Speed for me, um, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, like those movies that are just perfect '90s action, just cheese that, but they're- they rise above. Like it's like it's better than the like. Every other day, action movie in this movie. I just, it's an always watch um, when it's on. So great
2: choice. Zach, come from Zach. Whoa. Uh, Payson. Yeah. Uh, top 10 sexiest old men uh, coming to YLS soon. No, uh, I have not yet to uh, see uh, The Rock, but I'm sure I would love it. All
1: right. Uh, and I'll come back on in a month and update you on Return of the King. I won't watch it till the day before <laughs> the next logged it. You should watch it every day.
3: Uh, let's go to Albert. Your favorite movie you log this week.
4: Uh, so my favorite movie that I loved this week happened to be the movie Cody's favorite movie from last week, which was A Time to Kill. But he talked about it already last week, so I'm gonna pick my other favorite movie from this past week, and it's Ratatouille. I re- I rewatched Ratatouille, and it just it's. Much better than I remember. Um, it definitely. Okay, I like Ratatouille a lot. This up, this re- this rewatch just like elevated, like up higher. Now it's in my top five Pixar, and just everything from, just the visuals, everything about the food and the score by Giacchino. I think this is probably one of his best ones, and that's saying a lot because Giacchino has done everything pretty much. Um, and yeah, just the whole every character and everything. It's just done so well and so much fun. Uh very sweet, very charming. And I think this is probably if not the best film set in Paris. So yeah, it's 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 just an incredible, it's just an incredible film throughout. Yeah.
3: Uh no, I, I love Ratatouille. It's I, I don't know if it's top five for me, but it's definitely top ten. It's a five star movie for me. But I have like 5 star Pixar films, so it's like it's hard for me to gauge where I have it. Uh but I really, I really love Ratatouille. I think it's uh, like you said, visually incredible. Um, I love all the characters. Um, it, it's one of those Pixar films where like the concept is so ridiculous, but yet they make it feel so real, so effortlessly. Like it, it's, it's so dumb when you think about it on paper like how dumb the concept of this movie is but then they just make it work and it's 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 perfect it's really great i i, I love this one um you're right it is one of the best giacchino scores because it doesn't sound like a giacchino score uh, all of his other scores sound the same uh, dr strange sounds like the new thor the new thor sounds like jurassic like they all they all sound the they, it sounds like star trek like it's all the same but this one actually feels and sounds different uh this is a great pick i love this movie uh i i didn't know until about a week ago though that this was coho's favorite pixar movie i had no fucking clue and then he posted a list and it was his number one in pixar and i was a little i was a little shocked by that so i didn't know that but uh cody what do you think about ratitude
0: i I mean in this community I would say it's the most overrated Pixar movie um and that's nothing against it I just think like this is like ever exactly. oh, like like tell your dad to stop that's a uh, Kirk's son um oh at, yeah <laughs> Avid, wireless listener. Um,
1: um, but that means there's only B's and F's in their family and nothing else.
0: (laughs) Um, like he grades his dad's Christmas gifts and goes, (laughs) um, anyways, uh, I think this is a very overrated in this community, um, because it's talked about a lot, but I think it merits a lot of its praise. I think it is super strong. I like Ratatouille, um, but I, but I come from a different like I'm older, so like I saw Toy Story, those stuff. So when this one came about, it was it was good. I still just I favor Nemo, Monsters Inc, Incredibles, Toy Story Two, like a yeah. little bit higher than this, just because I was a kid when watching those. So it's hard to break that nostalgia off. But of everything that goes into this movie, I couldn't agree more. I think it deserves a lot, and Coach, I mean. Well, I'm glad he's not the ultimate troll. You know, he didn't put cars, which, you know, that idiot would have put cars just to get the crowd. Ratatouille is a correct choice. If you're going to put something in the top, I think like this and I think Coco are the two from Pixar from like the last, uh, to, from that the release of Ratatouille on. I would say, ar- arguably, you could put in your top. You're, you're one. I think he's good. I think they're both absolute great.
4: Pixar. Pixar,
0: is-, Cocoa is, Pixar? Cocoa. <laughs> is Coco
3: Pixar
2: just make sure yeah I would, yes. I would put Coco over this personally but yeah um yeah. Payson yeah um I love Ratatouille I'm kind of in the same boat as Cody where like I don't love it quite as much as like because I know Coho and Boatman Bo- <laughs> this is also Boatman's favorite Pixar movie um and I wouldn't go that high, but it's still incredible, I think. Um, I think Remy is such a fun protagonist of someone that was, like, even though he's a little scheming rat, like, he doesn't want to be a, a dirty rat. And, like, um, he, he wants, like, to appreciate the finer things in life. And, like, we've all sort of, like, it, it, it really is just a love letter to, like, outsiders. And, like, trying to, like do good at something even though, like, people don't think you're going to be great at that, and that is something that I do really love about this movie. Like Albert said, I really love um, the Paris setting. I think that is a really cool mm-hmm. um, location for a Pixar film. Um, of the later, like, I, I of, of, of the post-cars Pixar movies, I think Wall-E and Inside Out would be, like, the ones I would put it as, like, my favorites, but, like, no, Ratatouille is still an excellent, excellent movie, and, yeah, the the score is beautiful, just... Remy
1: just cooking his food, just putting that slice in. Let's go. Uh, Zach. Um, as first of all, whenever uh, you start liking people's letterbox things using a multiplex and it comes in on my phone, I'm like, what the fuck did I write? And I get so nervous about what my <laughs> eight-year-old review was. Um anyways, uh as you said love letter to outsiders. I think also more of a love letter to you know, creators and artists, and also yeah. um I think makes this Um, even smarter is it's a level art to the appreciators. Like, even if you're not creating it, those who can appreciate the art that is being created with, you know, the great scene of the critic eating the fruit and remembering, you know, his whole life, and what the art means to people, and, and, you know, the appreciators is part of that cycle that really brings the fulfillment to their art, I think, is a smart way. But I do still think that um, a rap pointer here is the dumbest fucking thing ever. It's hard to get past. It's so, like, Looney Tunes, it doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. It would have been better if it was a record. Let's (laughs) Let's go. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, so hey, I didn't say anything. Uh, so <laughs> we're
3: gonna move on to our least favorite movie that we logged this week, and we're gonna kick that off with Mister Newberry.
0: I need some. I need some uh, understanding. There's a movie that got a lot of like some people in this community blew me away with the rating. Oh, I was watched the movie this. We logged today yes I was really excited. Elvis 2022 is the most confusing movie that I've seen this year of the praise that it gets. this director apparently to takes a person that was a real life person gives them whatever kind of accent this is that's not the character. Not the human being that played this guy. And and he is the most distracting thing in any movie I've seen this year played by Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks must be the biggest Elvis fan in the history of the world to play this character. This man was a southern guy that had a country accent, but apparently he's overseas, like he has this foreign accent. It is so, it's jarring. Everybody says the guy that plays – what's the guy that plays Elvis? I can't think awesome. of it. name. Sure. He's a great Elvis. You know who else is a great Elvis? A bunch of Elvis impersonators in Las Vegas. They could have done the exact same thing that he did. Nothing different. Like, I've seen different – I don't see – I like Elvis. I like Elvis music. I was raised on it. I enjoy that time. I figured, I didn't even hate when he, like, put music from, like, modern times into it. I thought that was neat. But this is, like, the most boring story of Elvis that could possibly be told for me. Like, I think there's documentaries on Elvis that show a little bit more than what this is. I just felt the entire time just, what? It was boring. It was too long. Again, Tom Hanks is giving one of the worst performances of this entire year for me. And I haven't seen a ton, but it is awful. It is jarring. Of course, the music's fine. But overall, like I, of a character that's interesting like Elvis, I think it is just weird. And the people that are given high ratings, I'm so confused by. Like Kirk walking out of this. What? He has a problem with The Departed. He gives Departed like three stars because the Boston accents don't stick. Like, what? This is so weird to me. I, I'm, again, you guys have all seen it. You can come, uh, the people that have seen it can tell me what they liked. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, I gave it a three. I, I, I didn't think it was terrible, uh, but I
3: didn't love it. I thought Austin Butler was, was really, really good. I, I I'll, I'll push back a little on that. I did think he was great. And then he was honestly like one whole star. Like, it probably would have been a two, but I thought he was, I thought he was really, really good in it. Um, to
0: be fair, that's why it's two and a half for me. I think he was okay. passable as the thing. I just, again, I think anybody can do an Elvis. Like there's a bunch of people that do Elvis in person. He's fine. He's suitable for the role. He's just boring inside the movie. I think the bo- movie was boring that didn't use him well enough.
3: No, I but, agree. I I, le- I agree with what you said about um, it being boring. I thought that it, it, it's two hours and 39 minutes and it doesn't need to be and it's two hours and 39 minutes and it skips over a lot of the stuff that I would have been really interested in seeing like all the stuff about how he basically got really famous like we skipped over it like we see like his first concert and uh, a bit of his first tour and then we just skip ahead years to after he's already hit so many big albums and done a bunch of, like, amazing stuff, and we skip to later in his career when he starts uh, really struggling, which, like, I understand, but, like, we spend an hour of this two-and-a-half-hour movie in Vegas, and, like, I get it. Like, I get why, uh, story-wise, but just, like, I wanted more from the earlier part of uh, his life. And I, again, I don't think Tom Hanks is the worst performance of the year. I don't think he's good. I don't think he's great, but I wasn't personally like offended leaving the theater by him. I just thought that it was a miscast opportunity. Like it it just, it wasn't, I don't think it should have been Tom Hanks there. Uh, And I think that's a testament to just Boz Lerman. I don't think he's the best when it comes to directing his actors. I think his actors just, Do a lot of that work uh, themselves, Um, and but that's just that's a personal opinion. But yeah, uh, Payson, what did you think of this one?
2: Yeah, um, I really liked Elvis, um, but I totally get why someone wouldn't. Um, This movie is so like it is the filmed version of literal cocaine. Like the way how this movie is filmed is just like what is going on. But at the same time, like that was Elvis's life. Like, this man lived a life like that, so I really liked how the directing style sort of mimicked that. Um, I – Tom Hanks' performance, I liked it when it was trying to be comedic. Like, when it wasn't trying to be serious, I enjoyed him. Like, the guy is a total cartoon, and Tom Hanks played it like a cartoon, so I really liked that. But, yeah, I totally get, like, when you're trying to, like, in the emotionally, like, heavy points, like – Performance really distracting. Uh, I think Austin Butler is phenomenal. Like, I think the way how he captures Elvis is incredible. And I think, like everyone said, this movie would not have been uh, as watchable if it wasn't for him. And I think, like, that final performance of, um, oh, what's the song? Uh, Unchained Melody. Like, it doesn't work if the movie hasn't worked for you up till that point and yeah i i really like this movie
3: i do want to jump in real quick and just i want to address something you said which was i saw i I remember i was sitting in the theater so the only maz lerman movie i haven't seen is australia um but i i was sitting in the theater and i remember thinking to myself like wow, this isn't super Boz Lerman. Like he's not going crazy on this one. And then I walked out of the theater and every review I read was like, this movie was impossible without Lerman. He's on cocaine. And the movie is like, I think Coho, like Coho's review said, like this is like movie pop rocks candy. And I was sitting there like, I really didn't get that. I thought this was actually one of the most restrained Boz Lerman films compared to something like Great Gatsby, which is just like fucking in your face for the whole time when it's not and that that's a personal thing. I was just really surprised to hear you and Coho and a bunch of other people say like that this would have been impossible without Lerman, that he was unchained and it's awesome. I just I did not get that vibe from this movie.
0: Uh yeah, Cody. Yeah. I just want to tell you, yeah, because that's what, that's one of the thing I saw too, because I've seen, I've seen his movies and that they don't, they don't work for me because they're all over. I thought this, well, that's why I put in the private chat, I said, it's being on cocaine boring, because I was sitting there the entire, you're saying it's like on cocaine and crazy. This is the life of excess, but it was almost like it didn't live in excess. Like it didn't. It was sporadic and it moved fast, but overall the whole movie it jumped all over the place. I think is the most chaotic thing. Of the thing it jumped and we stayed for a while. I was just like, I thought this was like a boring version of like what he's what he does. I guess I don't know. It was just weird. I didn't get that. Zach, did you see this?
4: Nah, i seen it yet.
0: Uh, Albert.
4: Uh, I haven't seen it either, uh, and after hearing this, I guess I'll push it in the back of my watch list now.
3: Well, Payson liked it, so you Yeah, I really
4: liked I'll, it. I'll put it in the middle of the watch list. Okay, I haven't like liked it. Thing. You'll
0: like it. Or maybe. I'm just
2: saying, just because we didn't no, like we it. We are not,
3: not uh, Okay, so let's go over to Payson now for your least favorite.
2: Yeah, uh, so me and Taylor have a thing going on. Uh, we're calling it Shit Movie Saturday where uh, every Saturday we decide to uh, go on a list of, like, what is one of the worst movies of all time and decide to watch that movie. Uh, We decided to watch uh, uh, the Canadian – Canada's Pride, if you will, Tom Green, and the uh, 2001 comedy hit Freddie Got Fingered. Uh, This movie's not good. Uh, Pretty damn terrible, if uh, you ask me. Uh, Not Flick! I'll admit it wasn't, like, the worst thing I've ever seen, mainly because maybe, like, one in every 20 jokes hit. But it's still awful, Spence. I'm going to stab you in the neck. Um, this movie, uh, if you do not like gross-out comedy, and if you do not like movies that have any sense of a point, uh, this movie's not going to be for you, Uh There is a scene where Freddy wants to be, by the way, Tom Green's character isn't even named Freddy, which pisses me off. Uh, His character goes to Hollywood, pitches his cartoon, and the person he's pitching it to says, you can't just make a series of scenes that uh, escalate in scale and have it have no point. People are not going to like that. This is a meta movie because the entire rest of the movie is just an hour and a half of um of tom green showing you why this doesn't work now this sounds like it could be okay in theory it's not uh the gross out humor is awful i wanted to puke at certain moments i'm not going to explain what it happens just a lot of stuff with animals uh the reason why this movie is called Freddy got fingered is not explained until like an hour into this 90 minute movie's runtime and it's kind of despicable because of that. Uh, the movie should have ended like an hour and ten minutes in, but it just keeps on going. Uh, Spence, no, because adaptation has a point. Uh, this movie's a uh, crocodile shit, and I hated it.
3: Uh, I've never seen it, but Mike gave it five stars, and uh, so did Jake. did. And so
2: did
1: Jake, <laughs> well, of course he
3: did. and the gave it three and a half.
2: Uh, if, if you're a fan of anti-humor, you might like it, like – if, if, if the idea of Tom Green seeing a horse and jerking off the horse is okay to you, fine.
1: But like, no, no. no. Mike Canty also lived to this movie, so of course he loved it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Zach, have you seen this? <laughs> uh no. Um, you know, pretentious twelve-year-old Zach was like, "People call this culture." I was never going to watch this.
4: Yeah, Albert. <laughs> uh, I've never seen this. I'm looking at the letterbox. I'm very confused by the rate thing, Like fluctuation it's like all over the place on letterbox it's insane so, yeah.
3: cody are you there
0: and have you yeah seen? i uh, sorry i forgot it was cam but i was just laughing because freddie go um i never watched it um it came out um i saw it um all my friends liked it i just didn't the title didn't sell me so <laughs> the title the Title, just not a fan, so i just was gonna pass on that altogether. So, but you know what? I mean, I patient to... patients is doing themselves this to themselves. You know, if that would have been in my house, it'd be called Divorce Saturday because we wouldn't be together, if we just shit. With me. that's so good. Not
3: fair. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, um, so I guess it's my turn, and I didn't have something right. Okay, no, I got this. Um I actually didn't watch a ton this week. I had a busy week. Um, So I think I, yeah, this is, this has got to be the worst. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely that. Uh, So this is a new release. Um, I was able to catch this um, on, I want to say Monday morning or no, it was Thursday. It was Thursday last week. I was able to catch this real quick. Uh, It is the first time in 2022 I've walked out of a movie. I walked out. Oh, about forty-five that
4: minutes.
1: Doesn't count then. You didn't see it.
3: Nope. I <laughs> I I give myself two a year and I've made it all year, and this is one. So uh because honestly, uh, okay, so Easter Sunday. It's a it's a twenty twenty-two movie. It's a it's Joe Coy. Uh and I was like ninety it's ninety minutes. I don't I've never heard any of Joe Coy's comedy, but it's a stand-up doing his own thing, like. Let's check it out. I watched it for free, so I don't feel that bad. Um, but this is the, I'm, I, I'm not the audience for this movie. Like not even a little bit. Uh, and so I, I do give it that where like, if you are the audience for this movie, if you like Joe Coy or are part of uh, that group of people and like, and you like this, cool, like good for you. But I did not find it funny at all. Um, I didn't laugh once the entire time I was in there and it just kept getting stupider and stupider and dumber and dumber and I finally just said well fuck this I'm out rather go watch bullet train again or you know Four or something like I'm fucking done with this shit Uh, so yeah I I really really hated this Um, (laughs) don't have much else to say but it's bad (laughs) don't go see it has anyone seen this no
2: but Garth is
4: made one of my favorite
2: comments ever. Oh, oh my. Uh, I have not seen this. Probably won't.
1: Maybe I will. I didn't know it existed until I was, like, looking up tickets for a Monday night movie. I'm like, what the fuck is Easter Sunday? (laughs) Yeah. I... I thought I would have thought famous. it was
2: a pure flicks movie. <laughs> I think
1: that's where my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: what I thought as well when I was looking at like box office mojo for like upcoming releases, and I saw oh, it's a movie called Easter Sunday. Probably a religious movie. So
4: yeah, I thought right. I thought this was like a full hour comedy special. I Didn't realize an actual like film with plot until Tim reviewed it on the letterbox. So. No, for real. Okay,
0: well Tim, drop Tim will be back. Um, so um, well there he is. Uh,
4: Speaking right. right. of.
3: Yeah, no, I just like totally went out there. Uh, okay, um, so let's move on to Zach.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so my my three year old son has just he's gotten really good movies. He's been in movie theater three times. It's been a great experience. He's a great movie theater kid. Um, he's had lovely times. Um, he has now gotten to the point where he has a voice and what he wants to watch. Like he's seen like commercials and trailers. And before I was able just to curate everything um so he really wanted to watch the movie luck because there's a black cat and we have black cats um he he just calls it the cat movie um but we watched apple um, plus his luck honestly the movie's kind of fine um like the emotions i think kind of work but the world building is like pure nonsense it wants you to invest in this like world of luck like it's this pixar movie that takes you into the unseen worlds and they're like we're gonna be like pixar everybody also always wonders what does the world of like where everything is lucky and like filled with leprechauns look like and they think it's so magical but just super stupid and none of it makes any sense why it would be function that way um but i do think there is a heart element that that kind of works the voice acting i also find really pretty bad um it, it, they seem on different planes it doesn't seem like they're ever really talking to each other um it sounds like they're all recording in separate booths as it is um so maybe that's in the mixing more than the performances i don't know but it, it not a great movie um but you know you could do worse um, I'm sure I'll see plenty worse when Theo tells me to fucking watch emoji movie or something. I haven't seen this, um,
3: but there is a review, one review from somebody that logged it, uh, follows on Letterboxd, that gave it a four and a half. Uh, and uh, the beginning of the review says, Pixar has been reborn in the form of Skydance animation on Apple. Uh, that was one Dominic Rizzi said that. So, you know, <laughs> what the fuck do we know, guys? Uh, has anybody else seen this? I haven't seen it.
2: Uh, I have not, but I love the uh, marketing campaign behind this of saying from the from the mind that brought you Toy Story and A Bug's Life. Yeah, is, uh, yeah
3: who he does to direct this.
2: Yeah, who's uh, who's that mind of uh, Apple TV? Why, why, why don't you tell me who that is?
3: Because I don't he's not he didn't direct it, so
2: why are they even advertising that?
3: <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Yeah, no. Anyway. Um all right.
4: You're gone. Albert? Cody, sing us a song. No, what? Do I go with the worst film i I saw this week?
0: I would assume step back from that there's my friend oh um uh yeah
4: <laughs> yeah okay so um for some reason i was looking to watch the resident evil films because i saw the 20 the raccoon city one and i kind of like it So i was like i'm curious so i went to hbo max i look i just scroll through it and i click on a film that based on the picture i thought was resident evil turns out it was underworld so I watched Underworld, and I started. So I was like, screw it. I'm just going to finish it anyway. And the film wasn't good. Um, the film wasn't good. Um, Kate Kinsale was fine. Um, the, the only what redeeming
0: thing. did I miss? <laughs> he, said, he said that he started watching the Resident Evil movies and went to HBO Max and clicked on the... Other way. He started watching it. it. turns out it was Underworld. <laughs> he watched it.
4: Started... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, like, the graphics... I just came <laughs> through the graphics. I just clicked on it. Which day. one did you <laughs> click on? The first one. I okay. Okay. I didn't even pay attention to the title. I just I just looked at the picture. I was like, I thought that's, it was Mila Jovovich or something, and I just click, click it. I was like, okay, that's not Mila Jovovich. I don't recall Kate Beckinsale being in this film. Like it would have oh, been way better a- if you like clicked on like the third one of the Underworld
0: and <laughs> <laughs> no clue.
4: Yeah, no, but but yeah, no. I mean, I started it, so I decided to finish it, and yeah, no, the film the film was it's it's very mediocre. Um, I didn't find it fun. Some of the only redeeming stuff is might be like the visuals and like some of the fight. Seeing like uh, Bill Nye trying to uh, throw hands as a vampire, I guess is kind of cool. But aside from that, it's it's okay. There is nothing redeeming about it, really. So yeah, not a fan.
3: Uh, I actually just rewatched all these movies. Uh, these are guilty pleasures of mine. I. I I, I I like the Underworld movies. The first three, the first three, the fourth one and the fifth one are really bad. Uh, but, but I'm with I'm with Jake Marangoni on this, where the first three of the Underworld movies are actually pretty decent. I like the mythology. Um, I love Bill Nye as an unhinged old ass vampire with fucking wings. Like Albert, watch the second one. It's it's fucking wild, dude. I guess like, I have to know. You have no idea. It's
2: crazy. <laughs>
3: Uh, so yeah, no, this is not a good movie, but I kind of dig it. So yeah. Uh, Cody.
0: Yeah, I think it's hilarious. Like that, that, like it's not as bad. I really hope you were just clicking on like the middle one because that's when I watched, uh, uh, Allegiant, uh, in between Divergent and I watched an hour of that and was so confused and was like, (laughs) oh, this is not the second one. Um, no, I, this is the thing that, this is what just drives me absolutely crazy about Tim. is like, Sorry. The Life Res- no, it, it's you. It's I've come to get, I realize it's nothing, but like resident evil transformers, the man can go for, but like, you know, this stuff underworld is kind of his speed. Um, I remember watching the first underworld. I liked it. Um, for when it was 2003, um, Cody now probably one of the worst abominations. You know, I probably hate it, but because I'm a cynical, I'm an angry asshole at this point in life. But um, yeah, I think it's great though, because um, that time frame, those movies ran basically side by side. So I think it's great that you just randomly clicked on it. And who plays the main lady? Who is the girl in it? Be Kate oh.
4: Beckinsale.
0: The fact that you look at Kate Beckinsale and then thought that's really a joke whatever i think they're totally two different people but you know what albert look at you know you just think they
4: all look the same so that's fair i, I don't know i was uh, i wasn't paying full attention to it i was like all right let's check this out
2: and then, yeah. uh Paisen. yeah uh i have not seen this movie i think that is maybe one of the most like two thousands things i've ever heard albert say of when to watch the first resident evil accidentally put on Underworld. Uh, two franchises where um, uh, the director cast the lead actress because they wanted to marry the lead actress, and uh, happened both times, so would you look at that?
0: Oh, wow. True. Didn't
1: know
3: yeah. true. True. Uh, Zach, have you seen this?
1: Uh, in 2003, as a 14-year-old... Uh, some 14-year-olds, you know, are like, underworld day one fucking vampires. And other 14-year-olds like me were like, brother bear is coming out. Got to be there opening day. I didn't see Underworld. I, not my thing at that point. That's fair. All right. Uh, so we're going to move on to the list.
3: Uh, so we're going to be talking about our uh, fictional bands and uh, artists. And uh, Cody, let's kick it off with you. Fictional
0: Fictional bands. There was only one that came to mind instantly. No question about it. Prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide from Step Brothers. Um, I was gonna go with Uptown Girl, um, the Billy Joel duo <laughs> band that they take over for, but Prestige Worldwide in Step Brothers. Um, the beautiful vocal of Brennan. Um, uh. The drums of Dale. Um, they were, you know, they were apart. They had to grow up. They had to become, uh, adults, but then they come back together to, uh, perform at this, uh, the Catalina wine mixer. Uh, they also have another hit, uh, Boats and Hoes, uh, where they have to wreck a boat. Um, and they do an amazing rap on top of that boat before it happens. So I don't think I'm waiting for the sequel where they go on tour. Um, yet to come out yet, but I'm pretty sure it's coming at some point. Yeah, so Prestige Worldwide definitely my first choice. There was no question which one I was going to pick first. So yeah, Prestige. Whoa! Wow! wow. The Nina,
2: the, Penta,
3: the Santa Marina. It's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. Yeah, last night Cody and I were talking about this, and he goes, "Yeah, I've got this idea, but I think I'm gonna pick Prestige Worldwide." And I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, that is amazing!" Like
1: more than your picks,
3: it is. That is such a good fucking pick. Like I would never have thought of this, and I love it. Boats and hoes. Uh, this it, just—it's so good. I love this movie. One of my favorite watch-alongs we ever did was also one of our least viewed watch-alongs. Was the Step Brothers one? But I—I I had so much fun watching that movie. Uh, Maggie hated
0: it. Oh,
3: she—I think she hated every uh, every watch-along, but especially.
0: For so me, you, and
3: Nick quoted this. I fucking got <laughs> wasted watching Jurassic Park and spilled. Rum all over the couch. So, like, that was that was one of the better that was one of the better watch log moments. But no, this is a great movie. I love the movie, and I, I love this joke in the movie. Um, so yeah, great shit. Uh, okay, uh, Payson, what do you think?
2: Boats and hose. No, this this uh, choice is great. Uh, I came to Step Brothers uh, last year. I watched it for the first time and i loved it like i think this might be the best adam mckay comedy of the will ferrell aura. it might be my personal favorite um but no i think just john c Riley, like loving his, his his character just loves his drum so much man there is soul and just being able to live out his dream there's a there's a prestige worldwide shirt on last exit to nowhere and i uh, i thought about buying that but i haven't yet but yeah this is this is a really great choice
3: uh zach is that me or is that zach
2: that's
3: zach Zach, i think okay i looked up i thought it was me i was like okay so then zach if you can hear us you're cutting out why don't you try leaving and coming back, uh, Albert? Let's go to you. What is uh what you for Step Brothers? Uh,
4: I haven't seen Step Brothers. I didn't even know there was a band, but I'm gonna have to check this out now.
3: I'm just gonna take Zach out until he figures it out. <laughs> uh, so he's not it, er, uh, in, in, uh, in the
2: show. Okay, uh, Payson. Let's move on to you for your uh, pick. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of '80s comedies that, in my opinion, don't live up to the hype, if you will. Uh, Police Academy, not a great movie. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, not a great movie. Even something like Caddyshack, in my opinion, is a bit overrated. Uh, An 80s comedy that absolutely is as funny as people say is this is Spinal Tap. Uh, Movie is genius, and hands down, when I heard this topic, this is the one I wanted to take. Uh, The titular band of Spinal Tap, uh, you could show this to someone that had that didn't know this was a mockumentary. Tell them, hey, there's this 80s band called Spinal Tap. They'll watch it, and they'll be like, maybe until the end, they might say you're lying. But, like, throughout the majority of the movie, they'll be like, yeah, that's probably something. because like, this is what you hear musicians were like back in the day. They were just these arrogant, like, assholes. And just, like, when you see in this movie when, like, their career starts to downward spiral. It makes it all the more hilarious. Um, the fact that, like, they've had, like, 60 drummers because they all unexpectedly die, because that's just, when you look at the history of rock bands, like, that's what happened. The drummer just randomly dies sometimes. Uh, when, when they're going through airport security and the bassist has stopped because he had a c- cucumber wrapped in aluminum foil in his pants is hilarious. Um, the song, Big Bottom... Like that is what that, that is legit an eighties hair metal song you could hear back in the eighties. I'm I'm guessing the the Stonehenge joke is hilarious. Everyone knows going up to eleven. Uh, I I love this movie. It's probably my second favorite Rob Reiner movie. One of the best. One of my favorite comedies of all time. And yeah, when when this idea was pitched, this is a band, this is a band that had to have been picked.
3: Uh, I've seen this once a really long time ago, so I need to give it a rewatch cause I haven't seen it in such a long time, but I remember liking it. I just don't have much to say about it cause it, it's seriously been like 10 plus years since I've seen it. So, uh, Cody or no, I'm sorry, Zach. We'll go to Zach.
1: Um, yeah, this is like my Mount Rushmore of pure comedies of things that are just, you know, they only is okay. to make you laugh cause it's one of the funniest movies there is. Um, and I, Michael McKean is, it's, I think kind of the unsung great because I I know um, Christopher Guest gets a lot, of... make, um, especially his own performance just his delivery as the front man of the band, um, is able to be one of the competent but also be really funny. Just watch him do it because that's the magic of the movie too. And I hope a lot of the bands we pick other than Cody because he picks bad things. Um, is that there's a competence to the band even when there's a joke and there's, um, because Step Brothers sucks. That's all I'm trying is, um. For Spinal Tap, even though the songs are stupid and, um, you know, the lyrics are bad, they're still really competent. You can kind of believe them being a popular band. Um, they, they still um, seem real enough rather than being a complete joke of, like, how does anyone listen to them? And I think that's very important
4: in a movie band. Uh, Albert. Uh, yeah, I just watched this a couple of days ago, actually, when I'm in this panel, I was like, okay, I know this film's probably going to be brought up, I gotta check it out. So I did. And I like it a lot. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, lots of great gags. Uh, one of my favorite is when they're performing on stage and there is a clam and the guy is stuck inside and he came out after the song's finished. I, I love that bit. Um, but yeah, it's up there as my one of my favorites for Rob Reiner. Uh, all the Rob Reiner films that I've seen has been the, has been good, so uh yeah i I really like this one cody
0: i've never seen this movie all
4: right fair enough
3: all right uh i'm gonna go next uh i'm gonna go for a uh i think generic tim choice this was the first one that i thought of uh and that is uh the school of rock from school of rock because this 100% counts uh and I, I love this movie. Like, this is one of those movies where I could just put on at any time and it would make me feel good. Uh, I, I, I think about a scene in this movie uh, at least four times a day. And it's every time I eat. And it's Jack Black saying, so I like to eat. What? Is it a crime to like to eat? Or I forget how exactly he says it. But he's like, Yeah. So what, I like to eat, is it such a crime? Like, yeah, love it. Uh, I I just really like this movie. I think it's super sweet and endearing. I remember um, I saw it when it came out and just fell in love with it. And it's one that I've watched every year since. And um, I didn't realize like until I started getting like really into film that it wasn't until like Boyhood came out that I realized that it was like a Richard Linklater movie, like had zero clue and like when i put those pieces together i i, I just think that's super interesting cuz i don't love link later as a director but i i love this movie i think it's it's so funny so entertaining and just endearing from beginning to end um really good shit
0: uh cody this is one of the movies that i probably watched uh, a ton growing up i bought this movie in a toys r us nice um, and I I absolutely love this movie. Um, I probably need to watch it more, but I watched it so much as a kid, I pretty much have it for me. Um, I think, the, I, honestly, I think the parts I like about this movie most is when they're not a part of the band, if I'm being real. But I mean, when they're teaching about it, like I love when he's like quizzing all the people about bands and stuff and he's like, Puff Daddy. is <laughs> like, no! Um... I love when he like shows up the class the first day. And he's like, "I was hungover," you know what that means? Means you're drunk. It means you're an alcoholic. No, it means I was drunk yesterday. Like it's so just Jack Black's comedy in this movie just works so well, especially when he's teaching the bands. He's like, "I play the cello. Well, cello, you got a bass." Um, it's just so much. Jokes and like when him and uh, Joan Cusack like go to that bar and he like, like plays the music to like get her to let him go to the thing. There's just so many good good moments in this movie, um, and um, I think this is a movie made a lot of people tighten up on who to let substitute teach. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, but great great choice, great choice. I didn't even think about it, but this is and even the music they do sing in this movie is really like really yeah. good. Like, like it's really good. The original songs are good,
3: like, really, really good. Yeah. Um I, yeah. good
0: choice.
3: Yeah, every. <laughs> that's the other one that I'll do a lot. Is just like his whole song that he like. Uh, when they're like, "You have a song," he's like, "Yeah, I got a song. I'm work on something," and he does the. In the end of time, there was a man who knew the way, and no one the legend did, <laughs> understand. <laughs> it's just so good. I love this movie. Uh, Payson, what do you think about School of Rock? This was going to be my second choice. Like, nice. this,
2: I love this movie with all my heart. Uh, Jack Black is so good. Um, and yeah, just this absolutely counts. Just taking these, like, um, private school kids, just making them, just introducing them to a new passion is great uh the the stick it to the man scene i always makes me laugh my my absolute favorite part is where lawrence the kid that plays on the keyboard keyboard just says you're a fat loser loser who has body odor and i'm just, <laughs> just just the delivery of it is great um weirdly this is the movie that uh introduced me to the song uh, memories from cats because uh, miranda cosgrove sings it uh <laughs> she's not a great singer Um, like you said, the, the scene with Joan Cusack in the bar, I love Joan Cusack in this movie. Like she is so, so funny. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think this is a great choice. And honestly, up until this year, when I watched Before Sunset, this is probably, this probably was my favorite Linklater movie for many, many years, but
1: Before Sunset has surpassed it. Uh, Zach. Um, I, I didn't research uh, for this at all, I'm just with the stuff on top of my head. And you guys are, are, are listening to all stuff, that never occurred to me. I should have. School of Rock Rules. And, you know, it's the best Jack Black movie because it's, like, the most Jack Black movie. Oh, well, High Fidelity is the best Jack Black movie, but it's not really his movie. Um, but anyways, it's Jack Black getting to really do what he does best. It's, you know, better than the Tenacious D movie Pick of Destiny ever could be. So this really is his Tenacious D movie. This is him doing that persona, but with kids. You should just tour with kids i usually could see them like remaking this movie every 10 years just jack back and some new kids and just probably rule every single time just because it runs on pure charisma
4: yeah albert yeah uh it's been a while since i watched this i don't remember much of the songs i remember the jokes and moments that you guys are describing and I remember liking it. I it's just been quite some time that uh, yeah, it's that I don't remember everything, but I do like it. So yeah,
3: cool. All right, uh, Zach, we're gonna go to you. Hopefully, uh, you can make
1: it through. Um, I restarted my computer, so I should be good. Uh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So there's not an official band name as far as I know for this. So I'm going to make up a band name and call it the um, Jim and Lewin trio. Um, This is from Inside Lewin Davis, um, or Justin Timberlake, Oscar Isaac, Adam Driver um, are trying to record a famous novelty song um, called Please, Mr. Kennedy. Um, It's really only rules because, you know, everybody loves Adam Driver and have different ideas of what his best performance is, but him just doing the deep baritone and Please, Mr. Kennedy is probably the best performance of all time by anybody. Um, Just just the... Whatever he's like, woo hoo! Um, he, that he should have been his whole career. Like that was his, that, that was the prime. Um, is apex easily. But also watching like Justin Timberlake kind of be the folk trio and, and kind of making it work. And a song is supposed to be a joke, and you know it's supposed to be us, uh, um, Lou selling out in a way. Um, but it also kind of rules. It's still an enjoyable song and fun to listen to. Um, and I think that's purposeful because you know lewin is kind of a pretentious asshole he's supposed to be seen that way and i don't think this movie is anti-selling out i think it's like lewin probably should be doing this and not be so against it but he holds um you know his pretension so high and has his reputation so high that he can't do this and then he fails and he never mounts anything and sometimes you gotta make you know pop for the masses and it's okay because people enjoy it and it's funny and um am should record an album Just making these sounds. Uh, I saw this um,
3: a couple, well, not a couple years ago. This, I, geez, I don't remember when. I saw it with Maggie before we were married, but it was not when it came out. So it was probably around like 2016, 2017. Um, I don't love the Coen brothers. It's no secret. Like, it's just like not not my jam. Uh, But I love Oscar Isaac and I love Adam Driver. So, like, I, I I like this scene a lot. Like I, I I've seen this scene quite a few times, um, but I remember liking the movie more than most other Cohen films that I had seen. Um, and I think that probably had to do with like the music side of it. Um, also, there's a pretty cool cat in this movie, and I'm a dog yeah, guy, but, great I cat movie. Movie. but I remember liking the cat in this movie. Uh, Maggie's review was literally just a cat emoji, so uh you know that it, it had an impact on the film. Uh yeah, so good scene and good good trio. I I I, I say it counts. Like I think it counts. Uh you honestly could have just picked Blue and Davis and I would have been cool with that. <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Albert have you seen this?
4: I have seen this. I like the film and I remember that one scene. I don't remember if they actually perform other stuff in the film. Um no. No, okay. But, yeah, um, it's good. I like it. Uh,
0: Cody. Trash take. Picked something. Doesn't even have a band name, so he could have just picked a <laughs> name, but he picked the trio. Doesn't count. I mean, so, they have a band name. It's
1: the German and trio. It's official. It's canon.
0: You're <laughs> trash. That's all I got to <laughs> say. You come in here dissing my pick and can't even talk about it, and then you drop out because you're fake internet, and then this, yeah, you know, trash talk. <laughs> trash.
2: Um, it. Yeah, this is this is my eighth favorite Coen Brothers movie. I really, really love it. Um, it's because of how much I love all their movies. Um, but no, I think this is a really, really great pick. Um, this is probably the most fun scene in the movie of just all three actors just having just a great time just jamming out to this song about going up to space. And yeah, I I, I think it well, wouldn't have been one of my picks, but I do think this is a very, very fun pick.
3: Okay, um, so we are going to move on to Albert.
4: Yeah, for my first pick, I'm going to go uh, with one of my favorite films of all time, which happens to have a band in it, and it's Sing Street. The band Sing Street, and the film Sing Street. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I love this film. I love the music. I think every single song is great in this movie. And I love that you get to see the band progress from basically nothing, just uh, Cosmo wanting to impress the girl. And then eventually, slowly, the first song that they did was like such a mess, uh, they, they don't really know what they're doing. And eventually, when they reach like the, their best song, Drive It Like You Stole It, uh, they're all like in sync and everything. It's all a good band. And yeah, just the whole, every single character, uh, the main lead, obviously, uh, and the Eamon who can play all the instruments. And all the all the other side characters, as well as well as the manager of the band, which I consider part of the band because they help film and, and do everything. Uh, but yeah, it's just such a great band uh, and yeah, it's a great great film, great band, great music. love it.
3: yeah, this uh, I love this movie these pieces um, I, I I think it's fantastic. This was and again, the community has done the thing where like they've just kind of obsessed over this and have talked about it to at nauseam. Um, and so I, I don't want to be like that guy that's like, well, I saw it first, but um, I saw it first. Um, <laughs> I saw this in theaters uh, when it came out. I, it came out the same day as Captain America Civil War and Maggie and I were like two of eight people in the theater. And this is the only time I have ever gone to a movie and then immediately gone home and bought the soundtrack. Like, went home immediately downloaded it. Um, it's one of the smaller songs, but "Up" is the best uh, song on the in the movie and on the album. Uh, but I, I really love the movie. Um, it's definitely my favorite of the three uh, Carney films. But uh, I, I, yeah, I, I really like this one a lot. So great pick. This was going to be my second pick. Uh, but I figured someone else would take it. So there we go. I still get
0: to talk about it.
3: Uh, Cody, go ahead.
0: I'm just pissed off because this is my second choice. Um, <laughs> not really. Not really. Um, I've come around with the movie. I don't think the movie is bad. I don't think it's as great as everybody says it is either. I think this movie is fine. Um, I think the music's okay. I don't love... All of it, I just—that's just not my kind of music, I guess. Um, but overall, I think I think um, it's a good choice. Um, again, when Albert talks about it, he talks about it as a mature film fan that I actually can say it. The other is a guy with a shirt uh, sleeveless, uh, you know, shirt and turns red and flails when he talks. So I I respect it from
2: Albert's perspective. Fair. Uh, Payson. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about taking this one, but I didn't want the eye rolls from Cody. And so I was like, I probably shouldn't take this one, but so thank you for taking it, Albert. Uh, save me some stress, but no, I think this is a great pick. Um, just these, like just this ragtag group of, uh, teenagers just coming forward and just like making music in Ireland. And it's really fun. I, this movie is super fun. Like you, Tim, I also saw it in theaters i have my ticket back there to prove it uh but yeah uh really really good movie. zach what about you
1: um i have one of those unfair relationships yeah. with this movie almost like what people do when like a movie they love loses the oscar so they just start hating the movie that won the oscar even though they kind of liked it like i like this movie but i I feel like it created some once erasure that i just can't have and i want to talk about how great sting street is when once it's the perfect john Carney movie but it's the same director and i should root for him i guess but um it it, it created this weird relationship that i have and why are we talking about sting street all all the time like swell season from once sitting right there such a better band like the third best irish band in the movie you got commitments hanging out there I'm not spoiling because no one's going to pick the commitments um but it's it's still enjoyable and fun um it, i really need to stop holding that against it because that's nothing to do with the movie itself um yeah. Enjoyable. All right. uh, yeah okay uh so
3: let's move on cody we're back to you for your second pick
0: um, I just love that everybody's like taking like these real like good ones that mean something to them and then here I come. Um I don't know when the movie came out. Um but a band was in need of a drummer. Okay. <laughs> they were looking for a drummer, they didn't they couldn't find the drummer, so they, they ended up seeking I think like the I think it was like his uncle or something to come be the drummer. Yeah, that's why I, I'm talking about the rocker. I'm talking about the rocker um 2008
2: <laughs> Rocker with them off
0: Rain Wilson. <laughs> Rain them Wilson. Um talk about a double feature that I did all the time in 2008 Step Brothers and The Rocker was a great time okay Rainwells this movie is this movie is underrated this movie has this movie has some real good <laughs> on my wife. I'm just talking so loud. Um, but yes, Rocker, great movie, uh, underrated. It's one of those silly comedies that people just overlook and think it's bad.
1: No, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Can you ask your wife yeah. her thoughts on, thoughts on the Rocker right now? Let's get this on screen. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't seen shit. So yeah. <laughs> um
3: I remember seeing this uh, when it came out, but I don't remember, like, anything about it whatsoever. Isn't Emma
0: Stone? Yes, the band is ADD. And so, basically, he's, like, an old-time rocker, and he goes to, like, this high school band. So, he's, like, he's wrecking the hotel rooms, and he's, like, doing the old rock style with a bunch of high schoolers. It's a lot of fun. It's such a guilty pleasure. Um, Yeah, the rocker.
3: Uh, yeah, I saw it when it came out, but I don't remember shit about it. Uh, but I remember laughing as a as a kid. So you know,
2: whatever. Uh, Payson. Yeah, um, I remember trailers for this as a kid. I didn't see it, but it looks funny. So
1: as a kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, and we discovered the only person sad about Rain Wilson's failed movie career, Cody Newberry, is like, when do we get in Rain Wilson's comeback tour, his Oscar picture? Um, I don't know, I've never fucking watched dumbass movie.
4: <laughs> uh, Albert. Uh, when Cody said uh, the band that he was talking about was requiring a drummer, this is not the one that I was thinking of, uh, but I've seen this film. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it. There are funny moments, but as a whole, I didn't really enjoy this film. Um, Rainbow Rain- Wilson is good though. I uh, don't re- I don't I remember not liking Josh Gad in the film. so yeah. Okay. Uh, Payson, we're gonna move on to you.
2: Yeah, um, I know this is probably gonna be a little like cliche pick, but I do think it's a really good pick. I think it's Stillwater from almost famous. Uh, almost famous. I've talked about it on this show before. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, and obviously this band has a lot to do with it. Uh, it's the band that William is touring with in order to try and get the interview. And uh, I think part of the reason why this works is because, like, you clearly see how much of like these guys are kind of assholes, and like it slowly starts to unravel as you start watching it. Um, Russell just has like such this ego. He's the lead guitarist played by um, Billy Crudup. Jason Lee is an asshole as well. But like, I also think something that's fun about it is like they're not like a bad band like at all. Like Fever Dog is an okay song, and I and I kind of enjoy it. Uh, yeah, but like the whole movie centers around this tour um, in 1973, just going from city to city. Um, you meet Jimmy Fallon like towards the last third of the movie because he becomes like their manager. Uh, but yeah, still one. I think it's one of the easier picks to make, but I think it's a really good pick.
3: No, I mean, it's an easy pick, but it's a great pick. So there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Um, I've only seen this movie once. I watched it for the first time in 2020. I watched the theatrical cut, but I just bought it on 4K and I'm going to watch the bootleg cut on 4K um, because I do hear that that cut is uh, is pretty good. So yeah, good shit. Um, I think I cut out there. I don't know. If you can hear me,
1: Zach, I think I'm cutting out. Um, who knows? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, because everyone keeps dropping their cameras out. I'm like, my, my, sorry, I'm sorry, I drawing. dropped, yeah, I cut out. I'm gonna restart <laughs> Zach. Yeah. go ahead and talk about <laughs> All it. Right you had have that froze frozen paranoia. Um it's easily the best movie about a band because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um I wish the band had more time um uh, devoted to watching them actually perform um like like get a whole four minute song played out. Um it would be fantastic. I do um I know he's leaving, but those who love the movie do need to watch a bootleg cut. It doesn't really add anything to the movie. It's just like more time hanging out with your friends and the rules. I could watch like four hours cut of Almost Famous and it'll probably be great. Because um, I just like hanging out in that vibe. It's, it's the closest to the backstage feeling that, you know, everyone always mythicizes about. Um, what it's like to be behind and get to meet the band and be part of it. And this, you know, makes, makes it real for you. What it's like to hang out with the band for a couple hours. So um, everybody should watch a bootleg cut. Because, lovely fin cut. I, I I I look forward to what your thoughts are. I said it adds nothing to the film. It's just fun hanging out with the people for longer. Yeah.
3: That's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um. Let's go, Cody.
0: What did you think about uh, Almost Famous? Yeah, if I wasn't making like joke selections tonight, like Almost Famous would have been my first pick. Um, Almost Famous is in my top thirty movies of all time. Um, I think it's an absolutely incredible movie. Um, i love i'm with i'm with zach i like i wish the band like perform more but i love like hanging out with the band and like that the band life together um i think it's absolutely one of the best movies that's ever been made i absolutely i think this movie is absolutely incredible um yeah great choice it should have been yeah it clearly clearly deserves to be on this
4: list so good choice
0: if you can hear me, I'm
3: cutting out again. So go to Albert next.
4: Albert. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, great film, uh, great band. I love seeing the, just the whole dynamic of all the different characters um, and just like on tour and everything and like the scene in the bus everyone knows about. Uh, but yeah, uh, iconic iconic band on the top of my list as well. So yeah, good pick.
0: Who hasn't went yet to give a band? The second I, band?
2: Uh
0: Zach.
1: I think it's it's Tim next, I think. I think it's Tim next.
0: Tim next, but Tim's spinning. So Zach, what band are yeah. you going
1: with? All right. Um, I'm going with one from the heart. Um, a real body move for me and my wife that like we've watched three or four times together and it'll be a good one because I'm pretty sure no one's seen it. Um and then we're back to Frozen Tim. Um and that is um band day. The band is the dirty dishes. Um, from the movie Band-Aid. Um, this is Zoe Lister-Jones. Um, movie she wrote and directed. Uh, starring her and Adam Pal- Pally? Pally. Pally, How do you pronounce his name? I'm Pally. Um, from Happy Endings and Sonic movies, I guess. is what I used to start now. Um, anyways, it's a movie about a, a married couple. Um, you know, had that have some issues as all married couples do in their past that um they decide to hash out all their arguments their fights singing songs together and and they decide to make a band and they kind of have different goals on what this band should be um they get fred Armisen as as the drummer who's really odd uh, character that is almost like a different movie but if the jokes didn't work um then they would seem but the jokes work and i find it pretty funny um that what he brings to it. But um the band itself, I said there's a competency without it being unrealistic. Um, they never act like this band is is gonna be grand and famous and, and be the best. Um they get like go to open mics. And for an open mic band, it's like really solid. And now I have a song I really love and have listened to many times, made my top hundred songs of 2000 and whatever year this came out. Um it's enjoyable but um it's also you know the lyrics are jokey but still hash out like real dynamics between married couples um and i think for certain people in certain parts of their life it has you know a lot to say about long-term relationships and you know how we deal with conflict um but it's a great movie about people that just want to like play music to to feel something again what was the pick sorry the band is the Dirty Dishes from the movie Band-Aid.
3: Band-Aid?
1: Yeah, that's the movie, yeah. B-A-N, like oh. band yeah.
3: When did it come out?
1: Mm, 2017. 17 or 18. 17 is a liar box. It might be eighteen. 19.
3: Okay. Um, I do not see that movie on here at all, but I believe you. Uh, oh, no, I found it. Okay, come And band two separate words. So. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, um, I have not seen this. Uh, but I'm going to be calling my internet company. Uh, has anybody else seen
0: this? Uh, I don't watch trash movies.
3: i never been cutting I've out again. I've never Great. Go
0: to if you can hear me.
4: I we do, can I still hear, hear you. you. What? Uh,
0: have you seen this? I have not. Nope. Okay. Cool. So I think it's Albert to finish besides Tim? Yes. Okay, Albert, what is your band?
4: Uh, okay. So I'm going to go with another sort of personal pick to me. And the, Today's topic is fictional bands and artists, right? So it doesn't have to be like a straight band. So this is... It's, Albert's it's... about to take what I was going to take, so go ahead. Okay. Well, this go. is... It's sort of a band, but more like a music group. Yeah, I'm I'm picking the Barton Bellas from the Pitch Perfect films. Okay, already had load it loaded up. Okay, so
3: I was perfect. Take it. God damn it! Oh, I oh, hate oh, my okay.
4: internet. Go ahead, Albert. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I I love I love this I love this group. I love this film. Uh, I personally think that the character dynamics of the whole group is improved upon in the third film. But I know that's a hot take. A lot of people disagree with that. Uh, <laughs> i know it's I uh, but i i do i do like it a lot and yeah i mean they sing they sing covers but they also mash up those songs which is a lot of fun to listen to the finale song that mix up price tag with don't you forget about me in the first film is just top tier and yeah just using literally using no instruments just vocals and the whole music is just great and yeah every all the whole cast anna kendrick obviously is good um Rebel Wilson, I like her a lot in this film. Uh, Brittany Snow. Everyone really, uh, really, really really good.
3: Yeah, uh, I love this movie, the first one. The second one is kind of mad. really bad to me. But I get why Albert likes it, because he likes Haley Steinfeld. And I think I'm cutting out again.
0: Yeah, he's, he's cutting out. Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I didn't think about this. Um, yeah, the first one I had fun with. I do have fun with. Um, I know it's popular to hate on the 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 trilogy of this. Um, the third one's an abomination. I'll just say that Uh, I don't really like. It's it's a guilty pleasure. Um, but this first one still is a good moment. I I I don't. I'll be honest. I don't miss the twenty twelve of um. The twenty twelve um, like a cappella. Like it was like everything was a cappella. No one had a no one had a band or like sound. They had to make their own beats. It was it was a dark time because everybody thought they could sing a cappella even though it's like incredibly difficult to do. Um um, and then all the rise of, like, different groups that were rising from, like, being acapella. It's a weird time. But this movie overall, I still have fun with. Um, I do like the mashup at the end. I have always been a big fan of the mashup at the end. I think it's good. So, yeah. I didn't expect this from Albert, but, you know, hey. Uh, Zach, what's your thoughts on the Barton Bell Bella and how close was it to, you know,
1: being your choice? Even- damn it! Okay. So my wife might just woke up to me going, motherfucking damn it. Okay. So, um this has nothing to do with the quality of Pitch Perfect, which is fine and enjoyable movie. Um, but this is a trash shitty pick because of um Fucking acapella is not a fucking band. It's not even music. It's just like bullshit that people like think they're going to get girls, really they don't even know what it means to get girls. So there's like, let's sing together. Boop, Look what I can do with my fucking mouth. I can make a guitar sound. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> um, it's dumb shit. And, and anyone who ever went to a concert, like my wife, who's like, she used to watch the Cornell acapella group all the time. It's like, what do you fucking do with your life? Like, you don't need, you, do you know what art is? <laughs> that's
0: I'm pers- I am I think you personally <laughs> attacked Caleb Coho at some point in that speech because I'm pretty sure he probably tried it. But, like, that's, that's he's, like,
1: he's is. trying to form an acapella group, and he's, like, putting posters up in record stores. Like, who can sing a drum for my acapella group? <laughs> <laughs> you so, guys can hear me. Yes.
2: We can you hear you. You're in one position where you're just like –
3: fantastic love that but if you can hear me (laughs) talk yeah is my cam off now then yeah yeah, Yeah.
0: yeah. yes all right well
3: we're gonna we're gonna deal with that for now and uh i'm gonna be throwing things at fucking at&t later uh so uh yeah has everybody
2: talked about pitch perfect i have yet to talk about it. all right go ahead okay i enjoy this movie i do think it is fun i'm going to be honest with you um CoHo has kind of soured my enjoyment on this movie a little with the uh, amount of love and praise he has for this movie. You would think that it like somehow can turn water into wine the way this man talks about it. He he called it this generation's Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I'm like, I don't even that doesn't even make sense. Like regardless of quality, but no, like this this is still a fun movie, and I, I didn't think of them as a band. But I do think, I do think has a phone
1: call. That's my favorite band.
0: Okay, well Tim's the last one to go, and Tim is on currently a phone call. Um with probably ATT. Oh Tim picks
1: um, the in the outer jug band from in outer jug band Christmas. That's Tim's pick, he told me. <laughs>
0: uh, he did not. <laughs> um i have his pick um i see his pick i don't know if i should put his pick in or not even though he can't talk about it first if i can get a sign from the afterlife my life is a disaster
3: uh okay did everybody talk about pitch perfect now yes all right i'm just gonna throw out another one that i was thinking about i wasn't gonna do it because we talked about sing street but uh but they took my other pick, so I'm going to bring this one up. I don't know if they officially named the band in the movie because she's kind of like a solo artist, but I'll, I'll go with, like, Greta's band is what I'm calling it from beginning end. Um I I, I really well, – did you, did you guys mention this earlier?
0: No, he, he said once, and you picked me up, though you left off John Kidd, the oh. one band that he would have picked. It's-
4: You're back. What is going on? Ah, you five again. Tim is back. Tim, are you there? Tim looks confused.
3: I'm now maybe I am. I don't know. <laughs> I saw Zach fall over and then everything. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to wrap up the show for you or what do you want to do? Yeah, you and Payson, I guess. I'll, I'll sit backstage as long as I can. Talk about it. I like this movie a lot. I don't know why Zach hates it. Uh, but this is I think this is a great movie. And I like the song, the original songs in this movie a lot. And Mark Ruffalo is great. I don't like Kira Knightley, but I think she's good in this movie. So yeah. Uh
2: I have not heard I have not seen this movie, Cody, but I have heard great things. I know uh Spence does not like this movie, so means it means it'll probably be good. So uh what do you think, Cody?
1: Uh
0: it's my favorite of the John Carney films. I like this one a lot. I just watched it recently. I had a lot of fun with it. Um I think I think honestly if I had to rank them I would put this uh once and then sing street for me personally. Uh that would be my rank. Um um once probably has the best music in it for me, um, overall. But yeah, I think this is a really good choice. I don't know if this is like the band um um, that I would have thought of. I just think it's funny that Zach brought it up, and then <laughs> they, they chose two of the three and left once off the table.
1: Uh, Zach, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't hate the movie, and I mean, honestly, it's probably a pretty bad movie, but I like it a lot. It's extremely watchable. Um, it's the plastic duplicate of Once. It's the Hollywood version of the story. You know, functions in a very similar way and reverses the genders. Um, but it just makes it more appealing to the mainstream, um, and but like you had John Carney, who is like his whole career is about making movies about bands, and you don't pick his best fucking band, the one band with a real actual musician as the lead. We had Glenn Hansard, one of the best musicians we have, working. He's also in The Commitments. I gotta keep bringing that up twice because um, I didn't pick it. Um, they're the they're fucking rules. It's a great movie, and it, and it's definitely about a band. You get like four, eight full songs. It's a fucking musical. Um, if anything, we haven't picked any that like functions as a musical. But you pick fucking this. The songs are okay. When the best song is even sung by this fucking band, the best song in the movie is "Lost Stars," sung by Adam Levine in his like fake Mumford and Sons band. Um, I can't remember one Karen Iley song. But the, the movie's fine. It's just not fucking Glenn Hanser. He's sitting right there.
4: Oh. Yeah, okay.
0: uh, Timmy, you back? We'll see. Okay, <laughs> Albert.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I I love this film too. Um, call back to my, the first time I was on Lock. That this is the film that I brought up as my favorite film of the week, and yeah, uh, I I love all three of John Carney films. Once I like Once a Lot, but it is my third favorite of this of those three. And yeah, I, I like the film a lot. My personal favorite song is Tell Me When You Want to Go Home when they're playing it on the rooftop. I don't know why. Just the whole vibe of the song uh, is my favorite. And yeah, um, enjoy it a lot. I like the whole dynamic that they're like sort of uh, recording it on the streets of New York and trying to get the ambience and everything. Uh, it's really nice. So yeah.
3: Okay. Did everybody talk about it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then maybe for the love of God, me restarting my computer will help as we talk about Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> it's, it's,
1: like, it's a new show. Uh,
3: so, who's Cody, you've talked about it, right? I don't know.
0: No, I was going to come back this week
3: and talk about it. Oh, okay, perfect. So why don't you start us off, Cody?
0: Yeah, Assault on Precinct 13, I felt um, so the first time. I did not know there was a, a, a original besides the one from, um, what, 2003? Um, I don't know if that's the right year, but, um, I, uh, (laughs) I watched that movie a lot growing up, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but to see this one, one, John Carpenter gets some praises, like a lot of praises in this community, especially. Um, I have not seen all of his work. Um, he has like one of my all time favorite horror movies of all time in Halloween. Um, but what he's able to capture with such limited um, runtime and the tension that he builds in a ninety-minute movie is kind of crazy. This movie, um, I think, the, I, like I've said, I've said numerous times, seventies cinema is probably the most real cinema that's ever been. Um, like how, like, real it feels. Um, How they shoot. That's like the horror of that uh, that uh, era. The uh, crime films. They just have a way. Like they. It feels not like a movie. It feels like real life for me. Um, But the tension inside this prison and where they're able to like um, that he's able to establish in this movie. I I fell in love with it the first time. Um, On a rewatch, I still loved it just as much. Um, Again, such a quick watch, but such. I think just one. I think this one doesn't get enough credit when you mention Carpenter's films. I think you get the thing, you get Halloween, you get some of those movies, but like a phone precinct on Precinct Thirteen is absolutely a great film.
3: Okay, what would you give
1: it out of uh, five, Cody? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, Zach. No, so. Uh, so- the first time I watched this, I feel like I had a hard time understanding um, really the homage that he was paying. Because this is a loose remake of probably my favorite restaurant, Rio Bravo. Um, and the, so the character that I'm blanking on the name of, I'm trying to look up real fast, um, of Napoleon Wilson. Um, that character like is in a different world um he's he's stylized like this big 50s you know movie star actor and he's saying like one-liners when the rest of it does have that kind of gritty this that clear was talking about but then you know with after seeing you know real bravo many times and watching this again i am able to see that as a homage and i find it really enjoyable now and it, that performance just works for me so much more um kind of connecting it to this you know history of tough guy characters and that um and i, I will say this movie you no know, not a horror movie it's really an action suspense movie um mm-hmm. it's still to me one of the scarier john carpenter movies and a number of scenes, like the ice cream scene is still like super divine and and just the the idea of where they like look out of the there's like they're out there you have no idea like it, they're just like shooting the prison guard and it's like the scariest shot just because you're like they're hiding they're coming they're creeping up on us um and you have no idea where they are um so it's really good creation of that tension um using the gang so so um really enjoyed it. i gave it a four out of five stars as people of culture say eight out of ten
0: perfect
3: uh albert <laughs>
4: Yeah, I I like this film. I like this film okay. I didn't love it. Um, the, it's very gritty. I like the I like everything as soon as it gets to the actual like assault on the precinct. Like everything leading up to it, I was it's a hit or miss for me. But like the actual assault that where they're trying to uh, defend themselves and eventually uh, like escape and everything, the the whole like the different characters teaming up together and figuring out plans and everything is, is really really fun to watch. I thought the score is really good too. Just the same motives over and over, but it worked. Um, and yeah, I, overall I like it, but yeah, I didn't I did love it. I gave it a three and a half. A three and a half? Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so next week, uh, actually no, we have two more weeks of um, Assault on Precinct uh, 13. So next week is going to be um, uh, the death of me, not only because of my internet, clearly, but also because... Uh, We're talking guilty pleasures, and um, it's going to be me, Bill, Nazario, and Mike. Uh, And it's just going to be the the four of us. And then uh, next month, we're going to do it again at the end of the month, and Boatman is going to host that one with a brand new panel. Um, So we'll talk about that later um, because we had so many people that wanted to sign up for guilty pleasures. What, Payson?
2: He's hosting at the end of the month, next month. Yeah. Okay. What? 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 Uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you off call. We're good.
3: Okay. Uh, so uh, that's next week, and then the week after that is Best Actors, Actresses working today. So, uh, which we have a full panel for as well. So, uh, thank you guys for bearing with my terrible internet. Uh, this was a fun show. So, thank you guys, and thank you to all. For watching, so we'll see you guys next week with the guilty pleasures. But until then, have a good one.
0: Bye bye. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening.